0: Retropod is sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Drink responsibly. Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. After the 2018 shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in southern Florida, student survivors organized rallies, confronted lawmakers, and marched to the statehouse to demand new gun control laws. If you don't do anything to prevent this from coming, from continuing to occur, that number of gunshot victims will go up and the number that they are worth will go down. And we will be worthless to you. To every politician who is taking donations from the NRA, shame on you. For many, the images of children demanding change was breathtaking. Even those who opposed new gun laws admired their courage. But it wasn't the first time that children were taking a stand. History shows that kids, with their innocence, honesty, and moral urgency, can shame adults into discovering their conscience. It worked that way in the 1960s, when a movement called the Children's Crusade saw young people redirecting the arc of history. It was May of 1963 in Birmingham, Alabama, The Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. had targeted Birmingham as key to ending segregation throughout the South, but the movement there was flagging. One of King's advisors recommended a new strategy, enlisting black children in their fight for equal rights. At first, King hesitated. He feared for the kid's safety, but he prayed and reflected and finally accepted that putting children in danger could help determine their future. On May 2, 1963, school gates were locked, but that didn't stop hundreds of students from crawling up and over the fences, defying their parents, teachers, and school principals to protest school segregation. Birmingham's brutal public safety commissioner, Eugene Bull Connor, had gotten word of the protest, and his forces were ready. The Bulls' police moved in fast herding the children into squad cars, paddy wagons, and school buses for the trip to jail. When the students kept coming, Connor turned fire hoses on them, knocking the children to the ground and spinning them down the street. To fight the high-powered blast, some children joined hands in a human chain. Rocket bursts of water rolled kids one way, then the other, dragging down their comrades. Some 800 students skipped class that day, high schoolers down to first graders. By the end of the day, more than 500 kids were behind bars, many of them injured by the high-powered water cannons. The Children's Crusade was national news. Over two more days, young protesters hit the streets in mass, confronting police dogs and supercharged water cannons powerful enough to dislodge bricks from buildings. The images in the newspapers that landed on President Kennedy's breakfast table disgusted him. The president had been slow to recognize the plight of African-Americans, but the children in Birmingham opened his eyes. It was at precisely that moment when the president and his brother, Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy, began considering a path toward comprehensive civil rights legislation. 56 years and several mass shootings later, young people are following in the footsteps of their other children who risked their lives to change the country successfully. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Steve Levingston, who reported this story for The Washington Post. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod. Retropod is sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka and WP Brand Studio. Oni was a terrier from the post office in Albany, whose love of sleeping on mailbags led him to become the first USPS mascot in 1888. Learn more about other retro dogs at washingtonpost.com slash Tito's.